know, Chase, I got a real freaking problem with you, man. You're not freaking selling services. I'm getting goose eggs put up on the spreadsheet. And every time there's a drone inspection, I see zero. Every time there's a sewer scope, I see discount of 50 bucks. What's up with you, man? Well, what's the problem with me trying to get business? <laughs> That's not getting business. You're working for free. Well, they're, at least they're calling me. I'm getting the inspection done, right? <laughs> so why are you pressing me so much on getting the additional services charged for? Because it's just damn ignorant, man. Randy. Well, I have what? I have no words. I mean, oh, come on. I mean, he's a real estate professional, right? You want the cheapest one out there for an inspector, right? (laughs) That's your question to me? That's your question to me? I don't know. I don't know what to do here. My hands are tied. What do you, Dwayne? I mean, you've been doing this for how many years now? Why? You never discounted a service before? No, I don't discount a damn thing. You're going to pay me for what I'm worth, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> all right all right all right so enough of that enough of that um so today we're gonna be talking about understanding your value i think taking some advice from other professionals that have been doing it longer than you right um and we have a special guest today that we brought on to uh kind of bring in another point of view on the real estate professional side uh, and that gentleman is named randy Abr- randy abrams he is the regional vice president for seven gables real estate he's been doing it for about 25 years now in the real estate world. Uh, I want to pass it to you, Randy, kind of give a little intro about yourself. Um, I know you've been familiar with the Morrison brand for quite a while. You're local to here, yeah. Glendora, right? Yeah. Um, have some family ties in with the, in with uh, Mackenzie and and your son growing up with my little brother too. And it's just kind of a neat opportunity to have you on here. So appreciate your time. Um, and I want to pass off to you really quickly to kind of just say your piece on about you and your business. Yeah, well, Chase, thanks for having me and, uh, and Dwayne too. Thanks for the many years. Uh, loyal relationship that we've had. I really appreciate it. Um, I started a new venture, super exciting. Um, I partnered with a firm that's uh, 46 years old. Okay. Uh, we have a four-year vision right now to get to 2026, which will be our 50-year anniversary. And um, they're a really, really strong Orange County family or okay. family business, uh, six offices, 450 agents. We're basically bringing that brand of real estate to the San Gabriel Valley. So my job as the regional vice president of San Gabriel Valley is to open up offices in the San Gabriel Valley. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I I am familiar with Seven Gables being much more Orange County-centered, right? And so that's neat being yeah. able to bring you in uh, with your expertise in the area, uh, you being local to this area as well for many, many years, and getting able to see that four-year vision. I like that. And so that's kind of neat. And I think... Um, Interested to hear your guys' points of views today when it comes to, it sounds like you're playing a crucial part in developing Seven Gables and this sector, their business of expanding into new areas, right? Um, that's something that typically you have to have some uh, some years of experience under your belt to probably get done, right? It's called leadership, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's called leadership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm interested in hearing you guys, and the reason for that kind of theatrical intro right there that we did was to kind of prove a point, right? me being the naive youngster not understanding my value not understanding taking advice from another professional that's been doing it longer than me right um that happens probably quite a bit and i'm sure both of you are very familiar with developing and mentoring people uh during your years of experience and leadership with your respective businesses and kind of want to just get your guys's points of views on the hurdles of being a leader hurdles of mentorship and getting people to kind of see the light, so to speak, uh, because it's easier said than done. Yeah, you know, uh, 
yeah, you know, we're going to be talking about coaching, mentoring, right? Uh, however, it's it's very important to understand what was going on there with that whole interaction, mm-hmm. right? You, you, understanding your value and not, and I've said this for many, many years, you can't let your customers run your business. So true. Your customers can't be dictating how you charge, how you operate, how, how you behave. And, the, and essentially, at the end of the day, in that interchange, we were talking about doing stuff for free or providing huge, deep discounts. Well, if you're doing stuff for free just to compete or, or giving these huge, deep discounts, you're going to have what that's going to do is on the backside, that's going to limit the quality of service that you provide because you can only put so you're only going to have so much positive cash flow or so much intake to reinvest into yourself, which means now that you're going to be a watered down lower level service. Now, if that's what you want and that's what you're going for, okay, fine. I mean, everybody's been to Walmart. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, you know, they, they, they give huge discounts. They provide, you know, a, a certain service to a certain persona or a certain spectrum of people. Um, but it's not the same as going to Nordstrom's, right. Yes. Or Macy's or, so I think determining where your business is and the level of business that you're in, for example, we're in a business. I know Randy, you're, you're in a brokerage, right? I mean, you're, you're helping people navigate huge transactions. We're in a business to help people make intelligent decisions when purchasing by providing a property inspection and a report. Right. So providing huge discounts and giving bottom of the barrel service is really uh, a, 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 you can't do that in our business. And a lot of guys do. And, and there's a lot of realtors out there that look for that. Right. But it's not doing the customer service. You know what little analogy I could make right there. Right. Um, it's like you um, being uh, a dad and having your child sick and you don't want to go to the best doctor. You just, you just want to go on Google and um, figure out, watch on YouTube how to perform a surgery or how to, how to get your kid healthy. Like well, why you, you're not going to go to that bottom of the barrel uh, basement. You want the best. You're buying a million dollar home. You're buying a $2 million home. Um, don't you want the best inspector? Do you really want the cheapest? Like it just, it, it doesn't even make sense. It It doesn't doesn't. even register. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, but I I think a lot of people are spending a lot of money. They got that big down payment. They have, they're living a little bit beyond their means or, you know, we've gotten into this culture over the last really 15, 20 years of discount, discount, discount. And, 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 and I think the psychology there is I need to negotiate for 20 bucks Right. And it's kind of like, what's that? You know, um, um, where, where in reality is if, if the real estate agent or the home inspector can provide value of why their price is what it is, nobody's going to bat an eye. Correct. Right. I mean, but you have, to, you have to be seasoned to articulate your value and also have the confidence to wear it. Um, cause if you, if you don't, um, you walk, you walk into that meeting and sit at the table. I, at least in, in, in my business, when I sit at the table talking to a seller about, you know, listing services, um, their, their first inclination is, you know, uh, how low will you go? Um, <laughs> All right. and I interviewed other people and they're going to do it for less. And it's, it's an uncomfortable situation if you're dealing with a rookie or mm-hmm. somebody that hasn't yep. been able to answer that question. As opposed to me, you answer that question. You ask that question for me across the table. I'm going to tell you a hundred reasons why 
you don't want to go there. Right. And um, so, yeah, it's about having the confidence and about having the information to be able to um, articulate what that value is and what and what you're paying. And, and what that what that sounds like to me. So you guys talking about your individual businesses, how they kind of interact with each other, right? That all for me, this is all boiling down to your guys' years of experience in your respective fields. And so a problem that we run into quite a bit on our end when it comes to our franchising system is getting our new franchise owners to be able to articulate their value, right? And but they're brand new. And so going back to that coaching aspect and development of somebody else and mentorship, how do you get someone to understand the value they're bringing if they don't have the years of experience behind their belt where you guys can walk in as confident as ever and know exactly what to say at any point in time, how to respond to anybody on a question they might have. But our new guys, new realtors too, like you just mentioned, they're not going to be able to put together a solid argument as to why they shouldn't, someone shouldn't go with a cheaper, cheaper rate, right? Because they just haven't faced that enough. Well, that, that's, that's, that's the struggle, mm -hmm. right? And it's real. I mean, we have new franchise owners. Randy has new real estate agents that are coming in and we need the new fresh blood, right? Um, and we need to mentor and, and train people. You, you got to have that part of the business. Um, and uh, you know, when you're new, you oftentimes don't feel like you're as well, the new, the new inspectors aren't going to feel like they're as good as me. Right. So how can, how can I can't, I don't deserve to charge the same price Dwayne charges. And it's like, well, you know, that's not correct. You do deserve the same charge saying you do deserve to charge the same price I'm charging because I'm right behind you supporting you to do what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're getting me by proxy, right? Um, you're, you're wearing the brand, you got the, you know, got the name on it. And so you just have to believe in that. And we always talk about trusting in the process, right? Um, and I, I think you would agree, Randy, right? It's like they, they have your whole office be, you know, behind them. And Correct. it's like, and so, so in, in, let me flip that on its head. So when, when my new inspector out there, that's only been doing it for six months, feels like he has to do something for free or charge a discount. He's not just doing that to himself. He's doing that to my whole brand. And so I can't have that, right? Because it's just not. I mean, we, we, you're not. One of the things I guess it's important to message is these new guys, they're not just new guys, right? They're not John down the street that took an online class and went and started out everything on his own. It's that now maybe <laughs> you need to undercut everybody because you have no standing to get business, right? But when you come in with a professional firm and company, you need to think of it like you're now in corporate America. The certain standards that you you're holding yourself to very similar to probably with seven gables where you don't want for your sure. team members and your realtors to be the the bottom of the barrel scraping by trying to save every nook and cranny dollar you want them to be the best value for their clients right? so so randy randy i mean so you're mentoring i know you're mentoring guys uh, just like me i know you're coaching up people whether it's an entry-level person or mid-level Probably, and I think you're going to agree, the hardest people to coach are the seasoned agents, um, they, especially when they're breaking they come, bad habits. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of times, you know, they don't, getting somebody to come over that's been somewhere else and you see that, you know, you want them to experience the success. But so with that in mind, uh, what are some of the challenges you're having in, in, in here in 2022 with the shifting market right now and mentoring and coaching people? Well, it's... Uh, it really gets down to basics, first of all, um, in order to have the confidence that they can take a, a client in, e in any price section, that they could take that client really from cradle to grave. Like, mm. can, can I can I counsel them from the very beginning to be, um, a, wants to be a home buyer? 
but they have no idea how the financing works. They have no idea how the process works. They don't even know what the word escrow or title insurance is. Mm -hmm. So if you can counsel them from the very beginning and take them all the way through through the negotiation. I mean, shopping for houses is fun. You can't put your friend or your client in the car and go around and show property. That's the fun part. Mm -hmm. But when it gets serious is when knowing the value, writing the offer, knowing the contract, knowing the disclosures to actually protect the buyers from that or sellers for that matter, mm -hmm. right? You got to know the contract. So you've got to know the basics. So if you can counsel them, you can negotiate for them, and then you can protect them. Um, I think that that's my biggest challenge is getting them to understand that this is an entire process. It's not about getting a deal. Mm -hmm. It's, it's about getting a client and, and letting them trust you. Cause if they know you like you and trust you, you have a great chance of keeping them as a client, not only for this sale, but for future other, mm -hmm. uh, other transactions and family members and such. So it's super important to get the basics down and to make sure that, that you can run through the scenario where you have me, like you said, listen, I'm your backbone. Like I'm, I'm behind you. You have all of our support. Well, when you get into a tricky situation, Jason, you're selling your house to mm -hmm. buy another one. And the person buying your house mm -hmm. is selling their house to buy that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to go very far to realize it, like make you realize that it's a complicated transaction. Um, that's where I come in. That's where the firm come in, comes in. Our attorney, our risk management, they come in and give you that back-end support so that maybe you could sit a little taller in your chair mm -hmm. and go, I can handle that because mm -hmm. I have resources. My broker's behind me. My manager's behind me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, that's really the challenge is getting the basics and making sure that they understand that they have people behind them. So this is great. Did, did, did you pick up on how his first take on angle and how to come, come at that question? It was about consistency. It was totally about consistency, not motivation, right? And so yeah. right now we're dealing with two different things here. We're dealing with having to be consistent, intelligent, educated, and supported at the highest level, right? Mm -hmm. And with that, though, we're mentoring and we're coaching. How are we essentially keeping our uh mentees <laughs> mm -hmm. our staff motivated be uh, I, I don't even want to say motivated uh, keep keep them energized would be a, a good one so they can they can have a have the ability to fight the battles of negativity which is all over our society right now with the economy with interest rates with this with that um I mean, I'll just give you an example of a phrase that I like to say in this podcast a lot is because there's a lot of that going on, right? Especially in our industry. I mean, I, I've been hearing it from all other affiliates. This is the worst market. This, everything sucks. This is horrible. This and that and the other. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, compared to, you know, comparatively to what we had last year. Right. And, but at the end of the day, guess what? This is the greatest economy, the greatest real estate market, the greatest everything in the history of man how what yeah <laughs> you know i mean think think about 200 years ago we were in horse and carriages with no electricity <laughs> you, you know i mean there there weren't interest rates there was no money <laughs> you had to go cut your own wood baby if you wanted heat you know and 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 people made so much money in equity over the last couple of years to pump back into the economy right now i mean i can tell you about all the positive indicators we got 
why right now is a great time to sell your house? Because guess what? If you've owned your home for a couple of years, you just made money. A lot of it. A lot of money. You can sell it. And guess what? Move into an apartment and then go ahead and start a business with the capital. This is an opportunity for you to go into business. And guess what? We'll sell you a franchise. <laughs> right? I mean, so, you know, it's always about perspective. Um, this is not a, a horrible time in our country. It, it, the economy is not all that damn bad. I have no problem buying bread at the store, although it's, the price has gone up and I don't like it. <laughs> so I got to go to work harder. I have to be more consistent with what I'm doing so I can afford to pay the bills and whatnot. But hey, look, uh, real estate's great. Um, houses are expensive because there's value there. So go ahead and get in. So in a couple of, it's a long-term investment, right? Real estate never goes down. I was taught that in college, although people are always saying, we, we, real estate's going to go down. And I'm like, no, it's not. It doesn't go down. That's a false narrative. Real estate doesn't go down. Never. Ever in the history of real estate. It's never gone down. Even when the bubble burst in 07, 08, it dropped for a minute, but then everybody got all their money back. You just had to stay in your house, right? Yeah. And so what, what's going on with you guys over there? What's the, and I know the struggle's real. Um, because there's so much negative uh, content out there. What are we doing, Randy, to keep everybody positive and to keep them excited? We keep them out of the media. Yeah. You know, um, the, we go uh, and have our weekly meetings and, uh, you know, the LA Times or the Wall Street Journal might throw a headline up there that says, sales have fallen 50%. And... Um, and it's so interesting because you can tweak those numbers to grab the headlines oh, no it, matter it, what. Yeah, 50% in this and, sector of the city, right? It's like there's never... Well, Chase, it's worse than that. Yeah. L let me give you an example. So last year, you you were a homeowner and you appreciated 20% mm -hmm. in your home value. Mm -hmm. So you bought a home for a million. Yep. It's not worth a million too. It appreciated, okay? Uh, but then in the following year, you, uh, you bought your home for a million and it only appreciated half, 10%. You're now worth 1.1, mm -hmm. but we did 50% less year over year. And so that's the headline. So the sky is falling. And, and so it's really about how you interpret it. So a lot of times when I'm coaching and, um, and leading my, my groups, um, they, they need to be so in tune with the market what the inventory looks like and what the prices are doing. Are they stabilizing? Are we having multiple offers where there's 20 people bidding on every property? Is it a more normalized market like it is right now? This is what we're settling into, a more normalized market. We may have a blip. There may be sectors of the market mm -hmm. like above 3 million in, in, in Glendora, say, or in Pasadena where it's, you know, 4 million plus is struggling. Um, but if you know the market, and you know how many buyers are out there and you know how many properties are for sale and you realize that, well, geez, Glendora sold 30 properties last month mm -hmm. and we have 60 properties on the market. That's still only a three month supply. Yeah. So like, is, is that, is that going to like tank the market? <laughs> like if you're the only 7-Eleven in the desert selling water, mm -hmm. then the price of water is going to go up. I mean, it's a simple economic, you know, uh, feature, uh, this real estate market when there's not a lot of inventory, I, you know, 15 years ago, there used to be 140 properties for sale, 150 properties for sale in just Glendora. Right. Right. And so 
understanding that is your first piece to understanding is this market tanking is real estate still a worthy investment um i i have lots to say um so <laughs> but I, I i know we have a lot to correlate our two businesses um so yeah i'll stop there and and let you guys information keep is power right and right. so like you're talking about the more your agents are educated about the market and educated about what's going on they don't get swayed by the 50% drop headlines, right? And things right. of that nature, because they can now, they can now take that information and break it down to understand what the heck is even going on. Right. Versus if you're not educated, you don't have the information, you don't seek it, then you're swayed by anything that comes across the news headline. And this is something that we tell our franchise owners too. It's when how the market slowed, right? There's been everywhere across the board with home inspections has slowed down technically in terms of volume. But when someone's brand new, like our, our, our newest um, franchise owners, so if they're only doing 10 inspections a month right now, there's more than 10 inspections that they could. I said, if you ever feel down, Google how many transactions just happened, how many homes closed in your city this last month. And you're look it up, and then it's going to be a couple hundred, and you're going to be like, oh, wow, I can't cut out 20 of those. I can't cut out 30 of those, right? And it's just changing your perspective and changing your mindset and understanding that, like you mentioned, the sky is not falling, that there's still opportunity there. And especially when you're brand new into it, it's the sky's not falling. The sky's the limit for you at that point because you have so much room and opportunity to the grow sky, when, you're, when, you're, when you're brand new and you're see, slow. The sky always has to be the limit. Oh, like, yeah. um, and if you don't have that optimistic uh, perception, mm -hmm. um, you're you're in trouble. Um, you know, Dwayne, another thing I face is this optimistic versus pessimistic view. Mm. Um, you know, two, three years ago, we just went through a crazy um, real estate market and it, and that impacts you as well. It's like, if you weren't booked two or three weeks in advance, like I knew that there, were, there was a point in time where you couldn't get an inspector. One of our conversations would be, oh geez, I know that you want us to close in 15 days and I know you want us to have a five day inspection period, but I don't know that I can get an inspector in that time mm -hmm. so we were crazy busy you had to be crazy busy right i had agents in that in that market that were saying oh man there's nothing to sell and every time i sell something it's i gotta compete against 20 other people now the market's shifting and it's oh man well there's plenty <laughs> to sell but I can't, the interest rates are too no, high. No one wants to and buy. No one wants, no one to, wants to buy. Yeah. So it's always that pessimistic view where, where they can't get anywhere. They're always a victim and they're not, they're not a player enough. You know I, what I mean? I, I've, I've heard, that, heard that, that many times from people that were looking to get into the market as buyers, right? Early in like 2020, 2021 was crazy low interest rates and they're complaining. It's very similar. I can't get in because everyone's overbidding me. And then as soon as it softened, you know what, I'm going to wait until the interest rates right. go down a little bit, or I'm going to wait. I think there's going to be a crash. I think the prices are going to drop. And it's like, right. dude, just get in, refinance later. And the whole, it, like you mentioned, it's all the mindset and perspective aspect of it, because that plays a huge, a huge piece. Because if you're always the victim, always find a way to be a victim. You're never going to come out on top. That's Well, sure. I mean, in my mind, I mean, interest rates are great. I mean, I probably don't hear anybody saying that, but interest <laughs> rates are freaking great. You can buy a house and the bank will give you the money. You know, back in 07, in, in 08, 06, when I got into this and I was inspecting all these vacant homes owned by hedge funds or whatever it was, and and uh, people were getting kicked out, I, I learned something. You know what I learned? People were tearing up the houses as they were being evicted or as they were losing the houses. And what 
what I learned from that was people thought it was their home they were being kicked out of. It's not. It's the banks. Yeah. You know who owns, if you have a mortgage, you know who owns your house? People that in the stock market, the banks. And who owns the banks? Stockholders, right? And so when you have that, it's like when you get a loan on your car, who owns your car? Right? The, Whoever, I mean, the ally? Bank. The bank, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's, so you don't, if you don't even have the money, <laughs> you got to pay it back in increments. That's wonderful. You know, and, you know, and so they're helping you out and you're paying them to help you out. It, it's, 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 it's awesome. And, and it's not like the interest rates are 25%. And does anybody bat an eye at an 18% interest rate on your credit card? No, it's like 23%. No, but good God, have 8% on your mortgage. You know, I mean, really, you know, and so anyway, I'm being a little sensational, but I, I just, I love what we're doing. I'm, I'm glad right now that we're separating the wheat from the chaff with, with a bunch of people that have no business in our industry or your industry. And, and the real players are coming to the front. I'm on social media all the time. And I, you know what I see? I see the players out there selling real estate. Yep. You know, and, and they're, they're hitting it harder now than they ever were. Cause you know why? Because they're wanting to beat up the guys that, that are weak. They're right. out competing the agents that aren't willing to go out there and work 10 hours, 12 hours a day, you know? And so in, I, maybe subconsciously, I don't know if they're even doing it because it's real. I think they're just, they're just, they're just fighting for everything they can get because they know that now is the time, it's go time. Well, and they know that this is where we weed people out that yep. don't know what they're doing, that, yep. that can't even really afford to pay the fees yeah. to, to be a realtor. So yeah, you're dead on that. We have meetings like, oh, good. This is going to be a great market, great opportunity because it's going to weed out. It's going to weed all the ones that can't play. This is, this is my time for all those referrals you built in your network. This is my time to take them from you because you're down and out. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I think, I think people think like that. Um, I know right now with, with property inspections and I'll admit it, I'll admit it. All you old timers out there, this is the time to retire. <laughs> I, I want all your agents come over to Morrison plus property inspections and you guys go ahead and retire. Enjoy the mountains. <laughs> right. And cause it happens. This is the market where a lot of people retire mm -hmm. uh, or they don't belong in our business. Get out. And uh, uh, so it's a, you know, that's a positive thing for the people that are players and want to go out there and hustle. Um, and you know, you, these uh, younger inspectors or the newer inspectors in our industry, the newer real estate agents in real estate, um, listen to the coaches, listen to the mentors, li listen to what we're doing, because this is an opportunity for you. I came into home inspections when the bubble burst, everybody was yeah. losing their jobs. I got told at a party for the Pasadena Association of Realtors. Like, I think it, I don't remember which one it was. It might've been casino night. <laughs> and I was told, Dwayne, you need to stop being so positive. There's people losing their jobs. <laughs> and I was like, what? This is great. I'm, I mean, I'm making money. I'm new. I didn't know any better. You know, but it was the positivity that got me through all of that. And so it's a great time to be in. Just go out there and, and hustle and, um, you know, listen, though. You don't have to uh, not be coachable. That, that's a huge piece of it. And I think it's that's where when speaking with our new franchise owners, right, it's trying to get them to see see the light, like what you're talking about here and be able to take your advice and very similar with like you and your team, be able to take your advice when talking about these these situations of this market because they've never been through it. And so it's hard for them to see the other end um, because they just don't know any better. And it's very hard probably for many mentors I can imagine and coaches and just team leaders to get your team members to see the light 
and to un to trust you completely that hey i've been here before i know what i'm doing follow this path to success right and even with franchising too you would think that people and this isn't just for this i think is for all franchise brands someone will invest heavily into a franchise system and then still come in and try to reinvent the wheel and try to restructure the business and re restructure all the things that got the brand to where it is today because it's not working for them right because they're not buying into the system completely when it's well you're not doing that randy right you're, you're not going to do that no you shouldn't like you <laughs> you can put your own twist on it mm -hmm. but i mean you, i said very one of the first questions you asked me like it's your core basics you got to understand the market mm -hmm. and understand your right. your tools um and once you do, you can put your own spin on it. Mm -hmm. You can put your own personality on it. Mm -hmm. You can put your personality on the social media. You know, you can um, uh, dress a certain way. You can drive a certain car. You can package up your services in a different way. But your core basics are always the same. You're always going to take your vitamins. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, you might mess up your exercise routine or something here and there. But the bottom line is your core. And that's and that's what's consistent and, and, and never changes. Um, those that don't adapt will just get left behind. Um, there's a, there's a book I bring up once or twice a year in my sales meetings. And it's so simple. I'm sure you guys have all read it. Who moved my cheese? You guys read that book? No, I don't think no, I have. Okay, no. You need to read this book. It's, it's like a, who two, moves my cheese? Yeah. It's a two hour read. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. And, uh, the, the mouse gets up every day. And he goes to where the cheese is and he eats and he brings that cheese back to his family every day. And he goes there one day and it's not there. <laughs> and he goes there the second day, knowing that it's been there for years, it's still going to be there. He goes there for a week, two weeks, three weeks, he dies and his family dies, right? It's not enough cheese. Mm -hmm. um, but who moved my cheese and recognizing that the market is shifting or the market is changing. And I have these core basics down so strong. Um, if my cheese isn't there that first day, the second day, I'm looking for a new batch of cheese somewhere. Mm -hmm. right. And um, if you don't have, again, that mindset and that, that optimistic view, um, you're going to get left behind. Because as the market shifts, there's opportunity, Dwayne. You said it. There's opportunity. Yeah. Like right now is the time to expand and grow. Let's invest and take advantage of all of the, 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 the areas where, that are available now. And let's double down. For sure. Right. For I sure. mean, that's what that's what I'm doing. So <laughs> it's scary. Well, it is I'm scary. <laughs> yeah, people ask me, why? Why are you opening new offices? Well, because it's a great time to expand. Well, why isn't the market shrinking and the real estate market? Yeah, it's tough. But you know what? There's a lot of struggling agents out there that are really good that just need the right leadership. Mm -hmm. They yeah. just need to be pointed in the right direction and um, and give them some structure and some focus and they could be really good. I want, I want those people. I want those people that have done a couple transactions a year, but they're not killing it, but they're just, maybe it's a side hustle yep. and they realize that they want to do it full time because they love it. Um, I want to be able to be the firm that has the resources to take them to that next level. Yeah. So, well, and, and we're talking about coaching here and to be successful in coaching, it's, it's a two way street and you have to be coachable. I'm going to provide a perfect example that I just noticed a couple of days ago because I haven't been watching TV. And I just realized that USC has only got one loss and they have a chance to get in the top four, right? They, they do. Mm -hmm. yeah. That wasn't the case last year. But what happened? They brought in a star from Oklahoma that's a new coach, <laughs> a new staff. And now guess what? 
USC's whole program is now at the nat is one of the nationally best. I mean, they could, for all intents and purposes, they can win the national championship this year. They could. It's possible. I think it's a stretch because because they're kind of a little. They got that one loss, but it's it's on the table, right? And that I mean, last year it was. I mean, they they you wouldn't even be talking about yeah. that this year. So you're saying there's a chance? Yes, exactly. yes, exactly. yes. There is a chance, and uh, uh, you know, so yeah. I mean, it, it's all about really your mindset it really is and it's about the people that are around you right now is a time though I mean, this and i mean this in a very positive way don't be hanging out with with, with losers i mean and don't be hanging out with losers hang around with successful people um i might, might you know piss some people off by saying that but you need to have successful people around you or people that are coachable or people that want to be successful and that, that are bought in and you know this is this is go time um, this is this is where where you have to make good, smart decisions because no one's playing anymore right now, right? Two years ago, my 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 inspection company wasn't as good as it is today. And you want to know why? Because we had so much work, I had to hire some bottom of the barrel people just to get the work done. Yeah. That's not the case now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Right. And so if you're around me and I'm working with you. You need to be you need to be ready to 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 go and 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 to be serious and uh, because we don't have a lot of room for any shenanigans. That, that's a good point to be made for someone that's maybe not a top producer, maybe someone that's just getting into something. Um, latch on to those that have the years of experience that you've seen that, that are successful in their respective industries, right? And there's no shame in in. In, in copying and pasting what they're doing because it's working, right? It's not, you don't have to be the hero coming up with every single one of your own ideas to be successful in your business. It's it's about leaning on other people and getting the support from those around you that are willing to give it to you. Uh, and don't take that for granted when it's all said and done. Yeah, so, and, yeah, and if you find yourself with a big L on your forehead, forehead and you're just constantly losing, and I mean that respectfully, um, you know, go get counseling. Find somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. um, there is a solution to that. You don't have to stay there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't. Yeah. Um, you can call me. You know, I'll talk to you and, and I'll try to help you out best I can or at least put you in a direction. Um, uh, but but there's, you know, look, you, you, now is a great, great time to basically do what it is we need to do to be successful. The opportunities haven't come clear to everybody yet. We don't know where we're going. But I'm, I've been kind of telling everybody in my circles, we're going to have a really good idea of where this market's at come March. Come March and April of next year, that's kind of where we're at, and we're going to be building from that place. Yeah, you know, um, right now my strategy is um, really creating vision and focus. Because um, I think if I can create some clarity for the folks that are looking up to me, um, it's about giving them clarity and vision so that we're all on the same page. Because mm -hmm. if you can't def if you can't define that, you don't know where you're going. Like if you wake up in the morning and you go, "Well, how am I going to get a deal today?" Um, you know, my my dad, um, who I lost, I don't know, 15 years ago, I think he had the best saying ever. He'd say, "You know, Randy, I'm just a hustler. I'm going to wake up in the morning and." Um, I got a cup of coffee and I got a pack of cigarettes and I got 20 bucks in my pocket. If I come home with two packs and I had eaten lunch and dinner and I got 40 bucks in my pocket, that was a good day. He just went out and hustled, mm -hmm. you know, um, but he had no vision. He had, he had no path. And mm -hmm. so I think if you can articulate that, like he's a hustler, if he had some 
some structure and some consistency to mm-hmm. fall back on, um, I think he would exponentially be better each day. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that we lead, uh, Dwayne, it's super important to give them vision and make sure that they understand the path on how to get there. Because when it's clear, when it's clear, I think that that the players will rise. And, mm-hmm. and those, are, those are the ones that we um, really dig in with. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, it's like every single day, it's like if you don't have, if the phones aren't ringing, well, that doesn't mean you're not busy. If, if the phones aren't ringing, mm-hmm. then what's your job? Make the phones ring. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, you yeah. did explain that, right? And so you, you, it's never slow. In fact, if the, if the sales are down, you should be busier than ever <laughs> trying to go out and do what you need to do to either work on your operational time. So you need to figure out why they're slow for one reason. Is it operations? Is it, uh, is it marketing, sales, promotions? Is it power went out? <laughs> power went out here in my house. This oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I didn't know. We started thinking right away. It was a natural knee-jerk response. Why did the power go out? somebody flip on a hairdryer or, or, you know, I mean, and then you start deducting what, what, what's happening and then you go work on that, you know, and if you don't know the answers and you don't know how to work on that, uh, uh, figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, certainly Randy, we appreciate you sharing your insights, sharing your, your mindset. And I think it's super exciting to see what's going to be happening over this next summer. You mentioned you, the four-year vision you guys are working on yeah. seven gables. Um, and do you happen to have any kind of website or any kind of material? Um, I know for the sake of the viewers, we're going to be pu- copying and pasting a few items, um, in the description of the podcast, that way they can click on and access, but any other thing to plug seven Gables? Yeah, I'll plug a couple things. I appreciate that chase. Um, seven gables.com. Um, I, I think it's very easy to, uh, to reach. Um, there's a careers page in there okay. and, um, I think most of the agents that are, maybe listening to this podcast, um, can understand that, uh, it's about developing the people and our careers page sort of highlights that not only the, the, the culture, which gives you a great environment for which to, to grow your business, uh, cause the culture is a big, a, mm-hmm. a big part. Absolutely. Right? Um, and then, and, um, the other part is making sure that you have all the skills, tools, and resources with leadership to, marketing and everything else that to, to back up all your, all, all your efforts. So that careers page, um, will definitely highlight some of that stuff. Uh, so anybody that's interested to take their career to another level, um, whether you've been a veteran for 20 years or whether you're just coming into the business, um, there's a spot for you. Um, if you have that desire. So yeah, that careers page for sure. Awesome. Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and provide a link, um, to sevengables.com in the, in the description of the podcast so people can access it when they're looking at it. Thank but, you. uh, Nonetheless, appreciate you jumping on today. I thought it was a great topic. It's, it's, I think it's always fun and, interest, and interest, interesting hearing people who've been in the business now for so many years and hearing their their level of expertise and knowledge on the subject and kind of getting getting the secret sauce. I mean, realistically, what you guys are sharing, right? And the mindset behind is a secret sauce behind what's gotten you to where you are today. Um, and so for those out there listening to it, I would I would, I would take the advice and, and, and run with it. Check it out. Here at the Make It Happen podcast, where th- people that are coming on, they're making it happen. They're growing, expanding, opening up new offices. You see it right here. Randy's doing it. So, you know, guard your content. Watch the positive stuff. Absolutely. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notifications button, go in and share with your friends and family, uh, and comment, interact with our posts as much as possible. And so, uh, until next time, uh, Randy, we appreciate it one more time, and uh, we'll be seeing everyone shortly. 
Thank you. <laughs>